0: Signals for the Baltimore Colts. Unitas gives to Amici, the Colts for the world champion, Amici scores! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football, California has won the big game. One second left in the game, do you believe in miracles? Yes! This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnett. This is West This is Mike Ashley. Hi, this is Chuck Foreman, number 44 of the Minnesota Vikings. Woo, Mercy, this is handsome Jimmy Vance, the boogie-woogie man. This is Coach Pride with Virginia Tech Football, and you are listening to Big Dog Football. Are you ready to rock? You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network, 101.7, 103.5, and AM 1460. Streaming worldwide at WRADradio.com and the TuneIn app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. And now your host, the Big Dog, Rick Watson. This Tuesday here on the program. We're going to wham, bam, shang-a-lang here on this Tuesday. we got a load of program for you, my goodness. Mike my way, Barnett, Jermaine Farrell, hour number two, David Smith, and Kenny Brooks, the head women's basketball coach of Virginia Tech. That's in the power hour. Calls up on the Baker Team hotline, 639-4900. Text lines open for you, 744-2990. Please don't Rick at New River Radio, if you want to send an email or just message me on Messenger. We on we a lot of good need. stuff, free, valued radio so entertainment for me. you. You're I'll on a Tuesday. It is brisk outdoors, you know. So uh, be very, very uh, cognizant of that. It's very windy as well. It's going to pick up throughout the day. Man, I hate the wind. So be safe. Leave yourself a little extra time so you don't have any incidents out on the highways and the byways. And I hope everybody's doing okay. As we kind of Slowly crawl our way into the week. Uh, Virginia Tech men play tonight. Oh, boy. Thank God. They moved it to 9 o'clock for TV. (sighs) Under no circumstance, does a Tuesday night game, college basketball game, should it ever start at 9 o'clock? Ever. TV... The influence of it and visual media has just – it just has far too much influence. Even at a place like Radford, we play – our game got moved from Wednesday to Thursday this week. At least it's a home game, but it's 8 o'clock against Winthrop, also on ESPNU, like the, the Tech game tonight. And I guess you just ask peeps, right, if you had tickets. And by the way, I've had a a few of you ask me if I could let people know they had tickets because they just can't go that late, and I can't do that legally. But I feel your pain. In other words, I can't get on the air and barter for your tickets. Yeah, give me $150, and I'll No, I mean, (laughs) hope you can get rid of them, though. I get it. I completely get it. Nine o'clock. It'll start somewhere around nine oh six probably. Game won't be over until well after eleven. And you're supposed to be able to get back to where you're coming from, wherever you might be, season ticket holder. Get in bed by what, midnight, if you have to get up the next morning. Just makes zero, zero sense. Yeah, that's true. Texter just said, I'll be in bed. <laughs> I'll be in bed. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's one of those games I won't even start watching because I have to be up so early. <clears throat> I won't even start watching. And what it is, it's all about filling holes in their programming schedule. Right? They look at the schedule. Oh, we we, we have an opportunity here. We could throw in a game at 9. And there's no way these games rate worth a damn. Like, there's no way they get any kind of... All they're doing is keeping advertisers. Hey, look, we got a basketball game on. Instead of showing yet another documentary on the ACC network, we got a basketball game on. So good luck with that if you're planning on going 9 o'clock on a Tuesday. (sighs) It's not going anywhere. As I told you what happened beforehand... CBS announced that Super Bowl 58 is the most watched uh, telecast in television history. Knew it would be. It's going to do this every year. 123.4 million viewers across all platforms. The actual network had 120 million of those viewers. So it goes to show you that all these other platforms are eh, most streamed Super Bowl in history. Paramount Plus had the most viewers of streaming it. So, what this is going to mean, here's the two things it's going to mean. Number one, there's going to be more opportunities to figure out a way to make as much money they can streaming this. And secondly, we are dwindling down the number of opportunities that, as sports consumers, we're going to have the ability to watch the Super Bowl free. In other words, this thing is going to go pay-per-view and it's going to happen sooner than later. I wouldn't be a bit bit surprised. It won't happen next year, but I bet you there's going to be an announcement in a couple of years to where if you're going to watch the Super Bowl, you're going to have to pay for it. I think that's where it's all headed. problem is Advertisers may say, well, people may, I mean, I know it's the Super Bowl, but they may just say, I'm not paying $39.95, $29.95 for the Super Bowl. You know what? I wouldn't. And I can honestly say this. I would not have bought this year's Super Bowl. Right? I would buy it if my team was playing. That's probably about it. That's how indifferent I was to the game this year. Now I'm glad it was a good game, but I you know if they end up doing that, and, I, and there has been no announcement, but I think you can just read between the lines. Would you buy the Super Bowl? Maybe if people went in on with you, if you're going to have a Super Bowl party, would you buy a Super Bowl? My guess is they would put a pretty decent price on it, much like this whole new network that they haven't really announced the pricing for. I don't think they did. Did they ever announce a price for that network? I don't think they did. Who was it? Somebody on here said they thought it was $50 like I had speculated, but I never saw an official announcement. But in any event. They'll jump head first in any way to get more revenue out of people. But then the advertisers may push back and so you're asking people to pay. Why should we pay your increased fees if we don't know if that many people will be buying it? Right? But I just don't think I would buy it unless my team was playing in it. There you go. I've already gotten three text messages. Agreed. I mean, I would not have bought this year's game. I can say that honestly. I would not have bought this year's game. I would have kept up with it, but I would not have spent thirty nine ninety five, forty nine ninety five just to watch the game. I would not have done it. I wouldn't I would definitely not buy the college football championship if it were just, you know, let's say if it were Ohio State and Georgia. I mean, I wouldn't buy that either. <laughs> I'm not going to spend money on that. But I don't know if it's going to head that way. Maybe my time frame's a little too soon, but it feels like that's what it's going to, going to do. Heck, they've already put a playoff game. Streaming only that you had to pay for. So they're, just, they're testing the waters. But as soon as TV says they want to do something after they sign these contracts, the schools are, are helpless. For instance, this is how it works, all right? In Radford University, we're all sitting around our athletic offices one day. And usually it's our sports information director, Nate Wise, will come in and go, oh, just got an email from the conference. All right, actually, our AD will get the email and send it to Nate. And it's worded like, from the head of the conference, ESPN has chosen – Radford versus Winthrop to play on ESPNU, and the game date's going to be moved. I mean, there's no asking to move it. There's, okay, I know you guys play on Wednesday, Saturday, but we're going to move it to Thursday, and we're going to move it to 8 o'clock. This with Radford having to travel the next day to play high point on Saturday. No consideration for any of that. Just like next week when we're on the road at Gardner-Webb, it was supposed to be a Wednesday night game. They picked it up again because Gardner-Webb is owed a home game. Every, t- every uh, school in the league is supposed to get a home game that can accommodate. Now, upstate and Charleston Southern and Presbyterian's gyms are too small to accommodate TV. But, so our game, we found out yesterday. We're sitting around, oh, by the way, ESPN has selected Radford and Gardner Webb next week to be moved to Thursday. So it's a huge disadvantage for the traveling team. It's a huge disadvantage to both teams because they lose a day of prep for their next game. But see, none of that matters. And let's be honest here. Look, I'm I'm very proud and honored to be the voice of my alma mater at Radford University. But it's big South basketball. I mean, how many folks do they think are going to sit there and watch a Big South game that's moved into a later time slot on a Thursday? You might flip it around and check it out. If it's Radford, you're going to see what it looks like locally. I get it. But let's say it's High Point and Winthrop or UNC Asheville and Gardner-Webb. I mean, how many people are going to go, oh, there's that Big South game this week? I'm not. I'm not motivated to watch Big Twelve games, you know. But again, you have no control over. It. You're just kind of oh okay. So now we have to kind of do this, huh? Yep. Final say. No asking. We're just telling. This is what's happening. Enjoy. Have a great day. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate. So, we shall see. How it all plays out, but um, yep, Super Bowl—you knew it was going to be most-viewed telecast in history, and I don't even know who's going to play in the game next year. It will be the brand new most-watched game or event in television history. Voilà—the power machine of the NFL is insane. And of course, all the sub articles being written about a certain pop star that aided this record audience. Like I told you, NFL released that they made three hundred and thirty one million dollars off of her. Well, who knows what they're going to make going forward. (laughs) Right? I just getting started for another day. Six people have already said, yeah, I'm not going tonight. I've got tickets. I'm just going to have to eat them. I can't make it to Blacksburg. If I did that, I would get home about 1 a.m. coming from Lynchburg. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't matter, though, right? It's all about TV. Hey, the students will be there. We'll be back. Just getting started on a Tuesday. We have a loaded program for you today. Mike Burnett, Jermaine Farrell, David Smith, and Kenny Brooks. Stay with us. opinion of you that have chimed in like a dozen of you already said I would never pay to watch the Super Bowl you're not gonna take it I get it I get it now I I would if the Broncos were back in it I would buy it I mean I would I'm not gonna sit here and say but that's not gonna happen anytime soon so but I would but I, I would not have bought this year's game if it's um you know I don't know somebody different next year I still wouldn't buy it you know Um, I just wouldn't and you wouldn't either but I think that's where it's gonna it's gonna happen because Roger Goodell is completely and I do mean completely he just he, he's he doesn't care at all what we think as fans he does not care in any way shape or form about the fans He can get up there and he can BS everybody and talk about it, but they keep putting more games overseas. They keep doing all these, um, you know, streaming options as opposed to cable TV or your satellite. I mean, it's anything but fan favoritism. They just don't care. <laughs> Raider fan said, I would bite if my Raiders were in. Don't think bad of love me. No, hey, look. We're rivals because we should be. At least now, Raider fan, you and I join together because our hatred of everything Chiefs has gone to a different level <laughs> since they are a dynasty now. <sighs> so we're actually unified. Good luck to Antonio Pierce. If any any of us can catch them and and surpass them, I'm I'm all down. I don't don't care anymore. Any of us. (laughs) We're all unified, Chargers included. Let's throw them in there. Come on, anybody. Come on, Jim Harbaugh. Somebody. (laughs) By the way, really, really happy that they uh, gave Antonio Pierce that job. He did a really nice job with that team. By the way, UCLA hired Deshaun Foster. We talked about it yesterday with Gary. Um, Apparently, like 60 of the players went to the administration saying, this is our guy, this is who we want. And boy, a guy who's not been a head coach at any level, not been a coordinator at any level. He just left UCLA after Chip Kelly left to become the Raiders, actually. Raider fan. To become the Raiders running backs coach. And... um, He took the UCLA job. He was offered the UCLA job yesterday. So he's going to lead UCLA's first team into the Big Ten without any head coaching experience whatsoever. Uh, I can't imagine anything wrong with that plan. Look, Deshaun Foster was a great Bruin, played in the league. He's been there for a decade. He's developed running backs. He's done a great job as his position coach. But, man, this is – This is absolutely, I mean, UCLA's just, uh. who would I like to see at the uh, halftime show next year, Wayne asked. Not Usher. How about rock and roll music? Remember that? Or is that not allowed anymore at the Super Bowl because of the message right can we get yeah or yeah look can we get like the White Yoakam can we get somebody George Strait somebody who actually plays instruments when's the last time someone who actually played musical instruments and didn't just jump around with a headset mic mouthing most of the words to 75% of the song Anybody like that would qualify for me. All right, we'll be back. Stay with us. This is Mike Leach. You're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Uh, Rest in peace, Coach. 639-4900, 744-2990. 639-4900, 744-2990. How about this guy? How about Eric Clapton? He'd be fine at the halftime show. So my producer in uh, Ohio, Wayne, <laughs> came through with the, uh, the list of halftime shows. You know, I was just asking him how... I I didn't know um, exactly. I knew it wasn't great at all. Listen how bad the halftime shows have been over the last decade. Or at least, you know, not something you can't wait for halftime to see. Of course, you had Usher this year. Alicia Keys. I don't know who in the hell. Jermaine Dupree. Her. Will. I Am. Little John. Ludacris. I know Ludacris. Rihanna did it last year. I let that pass because, well, nothing wrong with that. Then, of course, you had the hip-hop one the year before. The Weekend" in 2021. The Weekend" 2020 was the Shakira, Jennifer Lopez, Bad Bunny, et al., 2019, Maroon 5, for the love of God. Maroon 5 did a Super Bowl? Maybe I just blanked that out of my head. God, Maroon 5 sucks. Justin Timberlake in 2018. Lady Gaga in 2017. Coldplay, Beyonce, and Bruno Mars. I like Bruno Mars. That was 2016. 2015, Katy Perry, Lenny Kravitz, and Missy Elliott. I like Lenny Kravitz. 2014, Bruno Mars, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. All right. Beyonce did it by herself in 2013. Again, nothing wrong with that. Madonna, 2012. Oof. The one that was voted the worst of all time was 2011. The Black Eyed Peas and Usher. Who did it this year? I saw a couple of lists. The Rolling Stone uh, list had this one all-time worst. The Who did it in 2010. There you go. Springsteen in 09, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers in 08, And, of course, Prince in 07. The Stones in 06. You can see how it's completely fallen down the tubes. You went from Paul McCartney, the Rolling Stones, Prince, Tom Petty, Springsteen, the Who, to the black-eyed peas, and it's never recovered. <laughs> it's just never recovered since then. There you go. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac, well, they're, you know, they're not together anymore. They they hate uh they hate Lindsey Bunkingham again, so I'm sure they wouldn't reunite for that. Plus, Christine McVie has passed. I wouldn't mind that. Be worth it. U2 in 2002. Yeah, that one was right after 9-11, and they had the flag with all the names of the victims. Remember that? that you're right. That's a good call. And that was all uh, Bono, his idea? Yeah, that's a good call. I'm not a big U2 fan musically, but that was well done. Yeah, that, that's a good call. Really good call. Yeah, Joni Jet. Was she too old? Get out there and rock it? Man, she would tear it down, wouldn't she? Man, she would tear it down. ah. <sighs> I know one thing. If they do start charging pay-per-view, they're going to have to start having better uh, halftime acts, right? Text message, I'd rather see tribute bands at this point. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of dudes out there dressed up like the Beatles, just doing Beatles songs that sounded like them. Sure. Sure. Hmm. No doubt, no doubt. I wonder if artists want to do that. Like, I wonder if they even want to do that at this point. I don't know the answer to the question. I'm just asking. Notice, though, there's no, like, country music artists that have done that. You ever wonder about that? It's true. Wilbur says that the halftime show then will become a separate pay-per-view. Yeah, you're right. You would have, like, if you didn't buy the halftime show, you'd... Yeah, you're right. They're going to sell it in bits, aren't they? they need, you'd get, like, a regular studio show at halftime and then a, and for 40 minutes, and then you'd get the halftime show. That's probably correct, Wilbur. Any way they can capitalize on it. <laughs> Hokey Bob, Otis Day and the Nights. Otis! Uh, of course, that's <laughs> from Animal House, if you don't know. So Marva hit me up yesterday. Now we were arguing about Usher being pop as opposed to R&B. So yesterday, midday, she sent me a couple of Usher songs. Listen to these and tell me these aren't and B. I I said. And Marva, who I have a great relationship with, who's... African-American, I was able to say, Marvin, just because the dude is black doesn't mean he's R&B. It's like saying that just because I'm white that I'm going to like country music. <laughs> and she laughed. I said, yeah, I said, listen, I think you're thinking that I hate all Usher music. The songs aren't offensive. I don't sit here and go, oh, I hate that. I'm just saying it's pop music. And the one she sent me, I guess they were two of his hits, and I didn't keep them. I don't remember what they were. I remember hearing them And I said, we're gonna talk about this further next week. Because it's just pop. It's not R and B. Motown is R and B. Some of the greatest music ever is R and B. He's not. (laughs) He's he's been wildly successful. He's sold a lot of records. And that's fine. I don't begrudge him having his career, which I try... I think she thought I hated Usher. I thought he put on a crappy halftime show. I thought that whole thing was convoluted. Many people said he wasn't singing his hits. I couldn't tell you his hits. I don't know. But... That's not Rhythm and Blue. That's not... No. No. No! (laughs) I mean, and then I got into... And I like most of everything Michael Jackson ever did. I don't know if you can consider that R&B. Now, he had some R&B stuff, but he was called what? What was Michael Jackson called? The King of Pop. Right? He wasn't called the King of R&B. The King of Pop. And if you're going to call Michael Jackson the King of Pop, You can't look at Usher and say, yeah, boy, he's a traditional R&B artist. No, he's not. Did he really? Wayne just said he got married after the show. Really? (laughs) Oh, I'm sure that's going to go well. Was it just somebody he met there at the Super Bowl? Mike Burnett, Jermaine Farrell, David Smith, Kenny Brooks here on the program. That's what you have hours two and three. So Usher got married after the Super Bowl. Really? Was this someone he already knew? (laughs) I mean, I asked that question only half jokingly. It was, you know, like I said, it wasn't offensive. I just, it wasn't my cup of tea. I mean, just to each their own. If you liked it, that's fine. I told Marv, if you like it, that's fine. I'm just saying I did not like it. I don't know why she's trying so hard for me to like it, but I did not like it. I just thought it was, meh. I would just like to see dudes or ladies out there playing music because they love the music instead of running around out there trying to hit their mark with a headset microphone on. Whenever I see the headset mic, I just I think immediately about, every, every time I think about like Madonna or Katy Perry. Like if you're a dude and you're out there in the headset mic, <laughs> I know Michael did it because he danced a lot. It feels like You just shouldn't be wearing the headset mic. Have an old traditional mic stand out there. When Prince tore it up at 2007, the greatest halftime show, it's inarguable, by the way. He didn't sit there with a a headset microphone on. Text message who the hell wears roller skates? There you go. <laughs> yeah, agreed. No, Wayne, no. Dave Matthews fan for halftime. No, no. <sighs> but they did have Maroon 5 and Coldplay, so who knows? I've become my dad over the years now I get it now I get it now I understand why the generations were always saying that music today is just not the same I mean but clearly I think it's taken a huge dive it's not as much of a transition from the music that I grew up with in the 80s as to what it is now to where it has become. You listen to some of this stuff, and you're just, oh. I don't know how it even passes. How do they get record deals? I don't get it, man. But I have. I've kind of become my dad in that regard. ACDC's still out there, another text message. Yeah, that'd be fine. I'm sure they could still rock. Metallica, I got I got another. There you go. Yeah, sure. Once they played Sandman, every tech fan, one thing, here we are. Yeah, Chris Stapleton. I'm a big fan of Chris Stapleton. That dude's got talent. One of the like, I don't know, six in the current country genre that's actually listenable. <laughs> Red Panda better than Usher. <laughs> yeah, you might be onto something there. <laughs> uh, well, I mean she's she always delivers, doesn't she? I mean, you're not walking away from a Red Panda halftime show going, "Yeah, I just I just didn't like that." Nobody's ever saying that. you could have acdc out there and just have the red panda doing her thing in between songs right oh my goodness now we're talking (laughs) she is awesome though that is that is cool i mean that's really cool what she does i think that it is cool I guarantee you our first guest today, Mike Burnop, would be all over that. I mean, he would be all over that. Kyle Shanahan getting raked through the coals nationally yesterday for his decisions and lack of decisions in the game. He's now, I mean, hey, I had to deal with it for Johnny Elway. Johnny Elway took three teams to the Super Bowl by himself in the 80s that really two of them had no right being there. But he got criticized, and then the 49ers, still the best team I've ever seen, that 89 team that beat us in the January 90 Super Bowl. Still the biggest deficit in Super Bowl history. Uh, He was labeled this loser when he was the only reason that the 86 and 87 Broncos even got to the Super Bowl and the 89 team, which was not a good team. I mean, it really wasn't. And the 49ers exposed them. The Redskins, of course, that was a strike year, exposed them. They hung in there for a little while against the Giants and got their doors blown off in the second half. But he got labeled a loser. Kyle Shanahan is now that guy. And I was getting ready to say, text message is right. How can the players not know the rules of overtime? Players came forward and said they did not know how the overtimes worked in the postseason. Whereas the Chiefs came out, Andy Reid and players answered, we practice this scenario weekly. How about that? So Shanahan did not even pass along to his team what was going on. I'm not sure he knew the rules because he took the ball first. But right now his legacy is this. He's the son of one of the greatest offensive coaches of all time who should be in the Hall of Fame, Mike Shanahan. He himself has a terrific offensive mind. He's developed a really good offense, but he can't win the big game. He doesn't know how to coach when the title's on the line. He's now proven that three times. He was the coordinator in Atlanta when they blew the 28-3 lead against the Patriots, calling intermediate and deep pass plays to stop the clock and now he's been the head coach twice, 10-point lead twice, and he's lost both Super Bowls. He now has that stigma whether he likes it or not and whether they think it's fair or not out there in Frisco. Doesn't matter. He's now got what John Elway had tagged on to him until January of 1998. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, wrap up Hour 1. Remind you what's ahead. We've got a lot of stuff going on today on the program. Hope you're well, wherever you might be. Hey, get plenty of naps today if you're going to go to Castle for that 906 tip tonight against Florida State. The I King of Pop. To I to get over. It's hey, still you know, really good music, it but it's not R&B. Hey, 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 right? Hey, it's a great hey, sound. Hey, the but come doctor. on. With the fever, but he found. But the the anyway. All right, coming up. Mike trying. Burnham. Talk about uh, Tech's basketball woes, and boy, uh, it's hit home tonight. uh, Obviously, against Florida State, they have to kind of just brick by brick, try to build some momentum and uh, get this thing turned around and see if they can make a run in the tournament. That's going to be their only shot to try to get back in any kind of good graces with the NCAA. I mean, if you think otherwise, you're in a state of delusion. Jermaine Farrell will join us as well. Get his take on uh, all things. And uh, David Smith will put a wraps on the NFL season. And then we'll talk uh, women's college hoops with uh, Kenny Brooks, the head basketball coach over at Virginia Tech. So there you go. All that's coming up today on the program. Kenny will be with us at 8.35. Get his view of the team, where they are here in February. I think they've now established themselves as the best team in the ACC. And how much will the experience of last year now really start to show its value, right? Now's when you have to start stepping it up. But we'll have that conversation a little later. We'll have our conversation with Mike Burnup when we come back after this, leading off our two.